So you got to do what you're going to do for you. Yeah. If it's for you and it feels good to you, like nobody can get through that armor. Right. And if it rhymes, it's a bonus. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Welcome, Your Majesty, to the Princess Project Podcast. I'm your host, Cassidy Cagney, and I'm an L.A. princess. For what is a princess if not a leader? And what is a leader if not someone who advocates for change? Here to empower, equip, and inspire our future feminine leaders. This kingdom welcomes royals of all kinds. So whether you're a prince or a princess, a king or a queen, or any royal in between, put on your crown and pull up your seat, for the podcast is about to begin. Welcome back, Your Majesty, to the Princess Project Podcast. I'm your host, Cassidy Cagney, and I'm here to help you live your royal life. Today we're joined by Rose Biggerstaff. She is a online personality. She's an actress. She's an art maker. She's a collaborator. She's an activist. And she is a leader. Specifically, she is a kingdom builder. We have been friends for a year, a year and a half. Met through social media, actually, when we both first started consistently posting online. Uh, We both decided at about the same time that we wanted to have a presence and a community online. I look up to her so much. She has built such a positive and welcoming community on TikTok, on Instagram, and I hope that I can be a creator like her someday when I grow up. (laughs) So I am so excited for you to meet her, and we are going to get into the episode in just a moment, but before we do that, I got to say thank you so much for everyone who has been tuning into the podcast. I will be uploading a new episode for you every single Monday, and I am so incredibly grateful Oh man, it's just fun here to sit down and talk with you. I think a lot of the things that we talk about in the podcast today and forever are things that are very relatable for young women, old women, I don't know, any woman who feels like they have a natural leadership sensibility. And so many women do. So many women do. Women can be leaders, and some women are natural leaders. Rose is one of those people. She is a natural-born leader. She has always taken on a leadership responsibility um, in every aspect of her life, even if it seems to be the most random thing between theater and stage management or working in a law firm or wanting to be a surgeon. She's wild. She is incredible. And I am just so excited to share this episode with you all. So put on your tiara and pull up a seat. It's time to start the Princess Project podcast. Here we go. Isn't this exciting? This is exciting. I've never done a podcast before. I have only done one. (laughs) Great. So we can figure it out together. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, my my friend Rose, welcome. Your highness. It is so nice to have the Queen of Roses on the show. It is fantastic to be here. I'm so excited. Yes, absolutely. Um, You have been such an inspiration to me. How long long have we really known each other? I honestly, I mean, it has to be more than a year. I want to say somewhere between a year and a half to two years. So we met on TikTok at first when we were both like really small creators at that time. Yep. That was so funny. I just saw you and I thought, hey, she's got my energy. (laughs) (laughs) So I like, I'm going to like follow her and she's going to be my new uh, TikTok bestie. It's been so cool to watch your page really expand. So let's backtrack a little bit. Um, Would you like to tell our viewers a little bit about yourself? Um, The queen of roses, rose colored glasses. I love that tag, man. How did you come up with that? Um, well, it's just, it's a phrase, right? That everyone hears that you see, you can see the world through rose colored glasses, which kind of just means that you only see the positive in a situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when my name is Rose, obviously, and when I set out to be on TikTok and on the internet, the idea was, um, I was going to talk about my opinions on things. And I like to be positive and I think it's important to affect people positively. So I thought, 
you know, that's a cute little play on words. It's going to yeah. be my opinion and it's going to be my positivity. So rose colored glasses, here we are. Um, and my page definitely evolved from that. And it's gone through a lot of different phases and <laughs> somewhere in between right now. But yeah, that was the general idea. When someone says rose, <laughs> rose, who are you? What is the, the first thing that you would want to say? Oh, right? what a big question. Who mm -hmm. am I? Um, I would say I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, I currently stage manage for a living, but, um, I work in the arts. So I would say, um, I'm an artist. I would hope people would say that I'm a friend and I'm a shoulder to lean on. I think that's, that's where I'd like to, you know, go first in people's minds. That is so wonderful because uh, when we were discussing what we wanted to talk about on the podcast today, identity is a huge part of that and not yeah. just your personal identity, but also the identity that you choose to share specifically on social media. Yeah, that's so different. I think a lot of people think that, I don't even want to say things are more authentic on the internet, but that people bring their complete selves all the time. And I think that it's really an important part of being on social media to set your own boundaries and to save parts of you just for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that part doesn't come through right away. You think that you're seeing everything for people, but it's really healthy to keep some stuff for yourself. For sure. That kind of makes me think of the rose colored glasses idea that you have. Um, <laughs> when you said, I took to the internet to talk about my opinions on things. Yes. I would love to know a little bit about that. Do you mean uh, your political opinions? Do you mean your like life philosophy or all of the above? I think a little bit of all of the above. Um, I always struggle posting political things, which is so funny because I think it's so important, like theater's a voice for the voiceless, right? Like a lot of my morals and things I believe are standing up for people who can't stand up for themselves or even who deserve it and who need it. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also never want to hurt anyone's feelings or I never want to, you know, affect people negatively. So posting political stuff has always been um, iffy for me because I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Does this align with my morals? But at the end of the day, you know, it does. And you need to say what you need to say and you need to stand up for what is right. Um, but sometimes I do have a little bit of worry around that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I've gone a little left of the question. But that I was think good. <laughs> good. good. Um, I'm the tangent queen. So we are gonna- um... Then you are in the right place, my friend. This is the place <laughs> for that. I'm glad I'm amongst friends here. Um, but yeah, I think just a little bit all of the above, but mostly how I think about things because- I'm the type of person that I say things completely seriously and then everyone's laughing and I'm like that literally wasn't huh. a joke and then they're just like no 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 but it was like the way you said it is so funny so I don't know I just want to talk about how I think about things and how I feel and what I believe and that's you know really I just want to share who I am with people right but that goes into what we were talking about perception Right. Right. Because when people perceive you, because you are such a positive and frankly funny person, you're also you. a beautiful woman. Like Aww. people, people will make certain judgments about what you are expected or even like socially allowed to talk about. Yeah. So they don't want to take you seriously when you are talking about serious things. I think the biggest thing that comes to mind when you say that is sometimes it is shocking to people when I speak up or I am more forceful in certain situations because I'm generally pretty, you know, free to be you and me. I just want everyone happy. We can compromise. So like when I have those moments where I'm like, no, this is incorrect and you're going to stop. People are like, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, because it's not a part of me that I choose to show unless it's important. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. Like I really, I'm pretty go with the flow. I'm okay with it. Whatever makes the most people happy. I'm fine with, except when it like crosses like certain moral boundaries with me. Um, but I That's think so funny. Most, it really what? reminds me of like my first ever TikTok that went viral. And I was oh, talking about, about boundaries, right? yeah, about boundaries and how they can sound different and people can set boundaries 
while smiling and while laughing and while being nice and kind. Mm -hmm. And um, they should still, there are still boundaries that should be taken seriously. um, Even though, you know, the person's not yelling or being super serious or crying, but if people don't, don't take you seriously when you say it with a smile, Mm-hmm. You have to stand up for yourself and you're very good at that, you Thank know? You. So when you do, that might be shocking for people, but that's not really fair because you no, you don't want to be negative or anything like that, but being negative is different than being strong. Yeah. And I think that's something that I'm learning um, because a lot of me being sweet and being I don't want to say kind because I am a kind person but a lot of things that I allowed in the past were because I thought that it was mean or it was um selfish to like put myself first or to you know tell someone no or something like that and I think I'm growing to learn that it's not it's just taking care of yourself and that doesn't mean you're affecting someone else negatively and if they react that way that's on them like you still need to take care of yourself no matter what so yeah I think that's that's definitely new for me but it's been really beneficial to my life to start navigating that way right learning the difference between negativity anger or even even like we're talking about like being mean because as women we're not supposed to be mean and we don't want to be a mean girl um but at the same time like you and I are both uh, very feminine presenting people, mm-hmm. but we can still have, we can have power in our femininity. Femininity. <laughs> right. But then people regard, I, I, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Swear. Probably yeah. Not, right? Let's do it. Well then, well, then that's being bitchy, right? Like how society yeah. perceives that. It's not being strong. It's being bitchy. It's, it's difficult to navigate finding your power and standing up for yourself in a society that takes your power and turns it into such a negative thing and tells you you're doing something wrong. And I mean, I'm a black woman in America, right? So there's another level to that too. I get Mm -hmm. written off as the strong black woman if I get loud. Right. So people don't want to listen. Right. So I have to work really hard. Exactly. They're like, oh, done. You know, she's just doing that. There's no validity to it. So Mm -hmm. I have to work really hard not to be loud and to present myself in a way that I will be heard which is so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's true. So it's all about, you know, thinking about how you're going to be perceived and navigating that while still being as true to yourself as possible. And it's, it's convoluted. It also seems so scary because yeah, you do want to be true to yourself and you want to have a good time, you know, cause you are so, you are so much sunshine. Like when I <laughs> watch you. your videos, it just feels like I'm soaking up the sunshine, like in a garden. And <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but that's, that's how you radiate. I would want to say like your love and your personality. And for you, you are not like a negative person. That's not a part of yeah. who you are, but you know, when you're being loud or you want to assert yourself strongly, uh, people will take uh-huh. that as a negative way in order to disregard you, which is completely unfair. But at yeah, the same time, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Navigating who you are and presenting yourself authentically, but then being aware of how you have to present in order mm-hmm. to be heard, that is incredibly complicated. How do you navigate that? Um, I think you just take each situation as it is and I don't think there's like a general rule, you know, I mean, for me, I go into every situation a little guarded and I think sometimes that's to my detriment, right? Um, mm-hmm. If you don't give people a chance that you might be cutting yourself off at the knees. Um, but I go into every situation thinking, all right, I might not be taken seriously because I'm a woman. Um, my voice is kind of higher pitched sometimes. And when I'm stressed out, it gets even higher pitched. Um, <laughs> I have pigtails right now. You know what I mean? Like there Cute are a ass lot of pigtails things. too. Thank you. And I'm about to go stage manage a show full Heck of grown yeah. men and run it in these pigtails. These pigtails don't mean I can't be the boss. They just mean <laughs> you think I'm not the boss. There's a difference. Heck yeah. And that shouldn't <laughs> keep you from wearing your pigtails. 
if you know I love my pigtails thank you (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah I just go in knowing that there are things that might be held against me and I watch out for it while trying to remain as open and honest and kind as I can I try not to go in defensive which is hard because after you've been hit a certain amount of times it's hard to not be defensive towards it um but that's what I would do. I would say, keep your eyes open. Um, honestly, document things like dates and times, like protect yourself, but also stay as open as you can. Does that, I don't, does that sound, that's Absolutely. what I do. Yeah. I think that's, I, I believe that. I think that's a good way to do it. Um, because it is true that, you know, as a woman in America right now, um, and as a black person in America right now, like you do need to have your eyes open to certain things. Right. Um, and so many other perspectives it's just that's where I that's what I see you know what I mean that's like what I know absolutely um how does that affect specifically when we're talking about keeping ourselves safe how does Mm -hmm. that affect your mental health because yes you need to keep yourself like physically safe and all of that but when you go home Mm -hmm. and the effects of the day are on you uh but then you also feel like you only want to show up online you know, your best self, how, how has that affected how you think of yourself, um, or your emotional mental health? Well, there are days when I can't post on the internet because like, I, I don't have that positivity in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to, I'll fake it a little bit. Cause I think it's important, but like, if I'm really just not in it, I'm not going to do it. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I'm my responsibility. And if I don't feel up to something, you know, I need to handle it. I go to therapy. I talk to my friends. I do what I need to do to um, uh, be the person that I want to be in the world because I have to look at myself in the mirror every day. Mm. Um, so I need to take care of myself to make sure that I'm a person that I like. And that's really important to me. So sometimes that means taking a break from TikTok because I just had a white man tell me I wasn't strong so many times in one day that I was just like, I can't. And uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't want to say that because I don't want to say I'm a firm believer that there are white people and there are people that happen to be white. And if you are offended by that, you know, which one you are. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that particular type of person that looks down on me, looked down on me that many times in one day, and I just couldn't pick myself back up, but that's what you do. You talk to your friends, you do something that makes you feel good and you keep going and you do the best job that you absolutely can. So they have nothing to say. I love what you said about you have to be a person that you like. Yeah. That goes deep. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're really the only person at the end of the day that you have to, you know, impress and you have to live up to and you have to take care of because it's so easy to get caught up in impressing everyone but what everyone wants is different and what everyone wants of you kind of doesn't matter like you're the one when you're alone that you have to be with so my friend what do you want what's one thing that you are are uh what's one of your goals that you're chasing right now I want what you want oh girl I got this you ready I'm so ready I didn't know what I wanted for so long, like for so long. I literally probably, if you had asked me this six months ago, I would have said, I don't want anything. And that's concerning. Um, <laughs> but I want to work on Broadway. Yeah. I think that is, yeah, that is my, that is my thing that I'm working towards right now. I want to work on Broadway. Um, and I want to start a business. I have a little bit, a little bit of a budding business right now. Um, it's yeah, it's my brown box productions. So I make art. Um, I make a lot of uh, art supporting the queer community and art supporting the black community. Um, I'm working on a project. I have some friends who have cystic fibrosis. So I'm working mm. on a project someday to do um, to like to raise money for the cystic fibrosis foundation. Um, and I just want to continue that and make purposeful art and have, mm. there's a lot of, when you do art, there's a lot of, uh, like constraints, like with money and companies and stuff. And I just want to run something that gives people the freedom to be who they are. Um, 
and I would love for it to have like a food pantry or like a free food fridge, which is yeah. stuff we have around here, like a free library, like a rec center. I want it to be like a community center and a place for people to go and also a place to make art. Um, and I think that's, that's long-term what I want to do. That is so wonderful. So when you have your own business, cause obviously mm-hmm. you will like pretty soon, sooner than you might think (laughs) I have a feeling because you know they always say time flies right and all of a sudden you're going to be sitting in your success you already are sitting in your success look at your online kingdom like you you. are running the ship I don't know would you um consider yourself when we think about your royalty because you Uh you got it girl you do um, thank you. You sound also, you are very queenly. Yes. But you also sound like a captain. Like I want to call you like Captain Rose or something like that. Um, how would you see yourself in terms of uh, your leadership style? Because you are clearly a, a leader. You're going to go stage manage this, this show and all those dudes have to <laughs> like you say. <laughs> They better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they like it all the time, but does that matter? No, (laughs) not really. (laughs) Because everything I'm doing is to make sure that they're safe and that they have a good show. Mm -hmm. So they don't, and if they don't understand it, I'll explain it to them and then they'll understand it. But at the end of the day, I do what needs to be done and they don't always like it, but that is, that's what the job is, you know? Right. And there's something to be said about safety safety has to be the number one concern but it's not always yeah. fun and especially for uh do you feel a uh, strong maternal instincts at all oh a hundred percent it's so weird but my casts are like my children kind of like the way mm-hmm. that after going through a rehearsal process the way like I care about them like I would you know stand up for them in any way that they needed um and I'm we don't very, always very like maternal. when our mom says no <laughs> No, you can't no, you jump don't. off the bridge. But then you turn around 10 years later and you're like, oh shit, she was right. Exactly. So if they don't like it now, like, does it really matter? Like, no. <laughs> no, it doesn't feel good, but that's what it is, you know? But making other people feel good, that's so, that's the core of what we're talking about today. Making other people feel good and making yourself feel good at the same time can yeah. be a very complicated and interwoven pursuit and just taking on the pursuit is incredibly brave. Thank you. Uh, I really wanted to talk to you today on a personal level. Mm -hmm. I am facing a lot of fear right now, specifically about, you know, all the things we're talking about today. Um, Mm -hmm. And I look to you as an example of someone who has, who has done it. Uh, in a positive and helpful way to uplift mm-hmm. others, but I also see you uplifting yourself, which is so, so important. Um, yeah. So my fear is really based in people's reactions to me. I know I have mm-hmm. not shown up completely authentically online in the past, and that's why uh, I'm starting this podcast, I'm rebranding. Um, I don't know if you remember, but way back in the day, I started making content about boundary setting, right? Yes. And that was so draining. Like I have all this education about this. My master's in education specifically, uh, has an emphasis in social emotional learning. Um, and boundary setting is like a huge part of that. I was recognizing that uh, adults in my life, not just my students that I teach at school every day, but um, my friends and my family did not have those social emotional skills. Mm-hmm. And I was living in a situation where my boundaries were being crossed all the time. And I okay. was constantly triggered. So I would go online and talk about um, like, healthy ways to communicate and cope and basically things that I wasn't getting, but I was kind of using those negative emotions to fuel me and push me forward. Mm -hmm. 
And that was not fun. That was not fun. I didn't want to do it like that. Um, When I moved, I actually, when I removed myself because I physically like moved where I was living, um, I didn't have that anger driving me. So making content about boundaries, I had to purposely put my mind back into those situations. And that was not fun either. Yeah. (laughs) So now I'm trying to set up a kingdom that I can feel comfortable coming in consistently. Mm -hmm. You know, we can still talk about the same things. Uh, I definitely want to create a place that can be political specifically for women to be able to be political and not um like you said put down or disregarded or um feel shameful for even bringing it up but I have so much fear around that what are some things that you implemented in your kingdom to not only grow your positivity but also your your inner confidence and your confidence in what you were putting out Okay, hang on. I have to close my car door. Secret. I'm sitting in my car. (laughs) I won't tell anybody. Okay, thank you. And then I completely dropped my phone. Um, (laughs) So so what do I do to what? To build your confidence, not only in yourself, but also the confidence you have in what you put out um, online for Mm -hmm. public scrutiny. That's incredibly (laughs) vulnerable. And scary. (laughs) It is. No, you are not wrong. I'm still scared to post some things, but I think it's twofold, right? Um, There's a part of me that I'm pretty, I wouldn't say I'm quiet, but I, I don't know. I used to really not speak up or speak out unless it was like for someone else. And then I would get Mm. really fiery. I will never forget like in middle school, there was this one boy that was being picked on and he was the sweetest boy. And the guy who was doing it, he was just being an asshole. And it was for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, absolutely not. You will not do this. Like, I, <laughs> I just was like, that. You're, I don't know exactly what I said, but I just completely shut him down. And everyone was like, where did that come from? And that's just kind of who I am. Like, if somebody is being picked on and can't defend themselves, I'm like, hold the phone, stop the presses. Absolutely the fuck not. I think the fuck not. This is stopping right now. You're a leader. Um, you're a leader. You a say a lot of too. really nice things about me and I appreciate it. But I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't think on purpose. I think it's just a part of my personality. Maybe go for it. Yeah. Totally. I, I didn't like go to school and be like, Oh, I want to be a leader, but I just like, I have that quality in me where I'm not going to let someone just be hurt for no reason. That's not okay. So those videos where I'm talking about something that is wrong or, you know, someone that was hurt or something, that's easy for me because I don't care what people say because mm-hmm. it's the right thing to do. And I think that might be unique to me, but that's just my emotional reaction. It's like, I don't care this needs to be said and you're going to listen and you feel how you feel about it, but I need to say my piece. And then the other part of it is I think you find confidence through doing it. Um, I tried a lot of different types of content, right? I would see something and think, oh, I like that. Could I do it? And I didn't know until I tried. And sometimes I was like, hell yeah, this is great. And other times I was like, that was horrible. That felt horrible. Nobody's ever seeing that. (laughs) Um, But you just try things and you put it out on the internet and little by little, right? Baby steps. Like the stuff that I put out today, I would have been too scared to put out two years ago. What Um, were you putting out today? Well, like I put out like sexier content now than I used to. Good for Um, you. Heck yeah. Princesses are sexy, man. Why do you think everybody wants to come rescue us? No, I fucking love that. I posted a video the other day and the audio was like, can you be like my pinky toe so I can bang you on all the furniture? I wouldn't have done that two years ago. I wouldn't have put on a push-up bra and like talked about banging you on my couch on my TikTok two years ago. But from just trying and dipping my toe in the water and seeing that nothing bad happened, I was Your able pinky to toe? Really- No, yeah. <laughs> just my pinky toe at first. Um, I was able to kind of just like get comfortable with and find who I was as a creator. And I still don't think I found myself completely, but I'm finding myself more and more every day. And as long as everything that you're doing feels right and authentic to you and you're not hurting anyone, 
you can't go wrong. Finding yourself is a topic that, and I think this will be fun for us to talk about because I think we might disagree. Um, I don't believe in finding yourself at all. Like, what does that mean, dude? Yeah, I am nothing. (laughs) I am exactly now. And I'm a person. I'm going to change. Okay. So, like, for me, uh, realizing that there's no, for me, the idea of, like, a destination, like, my who I am is hidden in a treasure chest mm-hmm. and I have to go on a little hunt slash in adventure uh, to find it. And then it's done. And then I have mm-hmm. it forever. I'm sure even like this podcast will change and develop and grow as I do. Mm-hmm. And um, understanding that I'm not missing anything. Cause I mm-hmm. thought I did for a really, really long time. Um, and I thought that I was missing, not necessarily that I didn't know something, but I was missing the mark. I mm-hmm. wasn't getting an A plus in everybody likes me class. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that feeling. So uh, for me, finding finding myself is like not, it doesn't sound real. What does it mean to find okay. yourself when, when you, um, when you think about finding yourself, um, how, what do you think? Lay it on me. Um, disagree. I don't disagree if you want. <laughs> no, no. I think it's so interesting, like to hear you say that because I've never thought about finding yourself in that context. And I don't think we necessarily disagree because I think you're right too. Like everything is always changing. Nothing is forever. Who I am today is not even necessarily who I'm going to be tomorrow. But I think what I mean when I say finding yourself is under, I'll say understanding yourself Mm. and understanding what you need and what makes you feel good and how you want to interact with the world. And that just because you figure out what that is in this moment, doesn't mean that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's still value in having a deeper understanding of who you are and what you need right now, because just because that's going to change doesn't mean that you don't need it right now. So maybe we could find ourselves every day. Yeah, you can continuously find yourself and you should, because mm-hmm. you're not going to be the same person. I had a thought the other day. I looked at myself. Um, I'm about to turn, turn 30, which is crazy to me. Congratulations. I've been Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Like two weeks. I'm kind of panicking, but it's fine. Um, and I just, for some reason, looked at myself in the eyes in like a mirror. I caught a glimpse of myself and thought about myself at like six years old. Mm-hmm. And that person would be so shocked at who I am right now. I think that person would think I was pretty cool if I'm being honest, but like, <laughs> Good. She'd also be like, what the heck? You got your nose pierced? Like, <laughs> you talk to people now? What? Um, I don't know. And you're just, you are so different. And you are valid. You are who you are at every step of the way. But mm-hmm. you do change so much. And I think that's what's really cool about, about being human. Like, if you force yourself to stay the same, you're going to miss out. Mm -hmm. on so much in the world but also so much of who you are and who you get to be maybe it could be a task of acceptance Mm -hmm. um like like finding yourself could be accepting who you are right now without trying Mm -hmm. to change it or um devalue it um acceptance is I've been learning a lot about acceptance. I feel like in the last year, and I know this is going to be like a really hard and fast, like statement, but sometimes I feel like, uh, resistance is the cause of most of my emotional suffering. Okay. If that makes sense. So to accept myself, find myself every day, might be a matter of acceptance of where I am. Like, it's okay that I don't um, have my own classroom full-time yet. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay that, um, it's okay I ran late for this podcast. 
sides of america it's fine <laughs> we got Dang it together time zones dude time isn't real it's fine touche <laughs> <laughs> but um maybe finding yourself this could be a new way for me to think about it um would be a matter of acceptance and i guess the fear um of being seen on social media um could be that I don't believe that other people would accept me too. Yeah. That's a that's, big part of it. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about uh, finding yourself in acceptance? Do you think those two concepts are related? I think they are. And I think as far as social media goes, like you have to post for you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to post content with the motivation that this is something I want to say. This I don't want to say you have to. You can do whatever you want. I just, there's no rules. But <laughs> I think like the best way, at least from my perspective to go about it is as long as you are posting, because this is what I found. TikTok is weird and your views <laughs> fluctuate regardless of what content you make. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very hard to stay in the know. And that was discouraging to me in the beginning. And how I found peace with that and started really enjoying what I was making is I made content for me. And it didn't matter if it got four views. It didn't matter if I get 100,000 views. It didn't matter if people loved it, if people hated it, because I loved it. And it was something I wanted to say. And it was a part of me I wanted to share. Mm. And that was the end of what I needed it to be. Yeah. And then whatever TikTok did with it was whatever TikTok did with it. Like it blew up this dumb video I made about like the size of your thumb. You know, TikTok's <laughs> gonna do what it's gonna do. Um but so you gotta do what you're gonna do for you. Yeah. I, if it's for you and it feels good to you, like nobody can get through that armor. Right. And if it rhymes, it's a bonus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to teach preschool, definitely. I get that. Oh, wow. I'm teaching first grade right now. Are you really? I love that. I've taught so many things. It, it was not on purpose. A lot of what I've done in life is not on purpose. I equated how I lived my life until about 27 or 28 years old is throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what's stuck. Mm-hmm. I just did things. I've worked in law firms. I've taught. I worked at the Y. Like I just did things. And I think that's fine. And oh, I also, absolutely. I guess. I also found a career by mistake. Like, I don't think any of this was incredibly intentional. A I just stage managing career? Towards, oh, 100% by mistake. This was an accident. What? I enjoy it. And I Well, tell me about that, my friend. <laughs> How do you freak, find the theater by mistake? <laughs> freak, freak fucking accident. So what it just it happened to me it really did um I mean I chose to run with it like whatever preparedness meets opportunity but Mm -hmm. it was not sought out now I'm finally starting to have a real trajectory and like doing things on purpose Mm -hmm. um but previously it was just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks so when I was this really all an accident when I was probably Oh, I was 18. I remember this. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I was 17. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure I was 18. Um, <laughs> my friend said, I'm going to this audition. Come with me. And I was like, okay, I guess. And I went and I auditioned and I got cast as a cop who was undercover as a prostitute. So I was 18 years old and the youngest person there. And was like cast at this thing and I was like oh my god because the man who I was playing opposite was like looked like my father I was like there's just a lot going on here um but I did the play it was really fun me and the guy are friends whatever it was fine what play was it if you don't mind me asking Uh, I do not remember it was part of like a short a short play festival it was called like five before three or so it was there's numbers in it I can find it if you really want to know (laughs) it's something like that um and it was like a short play festival there was one one other part I was cast in it was like a midsummer night's dance and it was like a parody it was it was just a really good time Mm. um so I did that thought nothing of it years later during the pandemic uh years later like a good 10 11 years later um reconnected with this guy during the pandemic because he was like I was looking for things to do and he was looking for more people to work for his company. We had a couple conversations, nothing ever came of it until I got an email with a job opportunity because he had recommended me for a job. 
Mm. Um, and I mean, I took it because I needed a job and also a job in the arts. That's like amazing. So was um, it at a theater company? Yeah, it was at a theater company. It wasn't his company. He was just friends with someone and they said, do you know anyone? And he was like, I actually know this girl that might be, that might be a good fit for you. Wow. Um, yeah, what was, it was the job? Out of, it was stage managing. It's where I am. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was just like out of the kindness of his heart that he remembered me and thought, oh, you know, I, I genuinely want to, you know, give people opportunities and lift people up. He's one of the kindest men I've ever met. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and that's what I'm actually working for right now. I'm stage managing his show. It's in our space, but I'm stage managing his show. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was not on purpose. It was really just, I got brought to an audition when I was in high school, met someone who I then reconnected with, who then um, referred me for a job and it's the rest is history. Wow. That yeah. is incredible. So were you interested in entertainment and media at all before, before this? Well, I initially, I wanted to be a surgeon way back in the day. And then I realized how much math I was going to have to do and thought <laughs> there are other things I could do with my life. <laughs> Um, and then I ended up, I wanted to go to school for film, but that was a little too expensive. So I ended oh, up man. getting, right. Oh. <laughs> I ended up uh, getting a degree in theater. So I do have a degree in theater. From where? Um, uh, from SUNY Oneonta. Where is that? I haven't heard of it. It's in, it's, it's in Oneonta, New York. It's like, it's oh, a nice. small, yeah, it's a small town, but I think it's a really underrated program because you have the ability to do so much like with mm -hmm. your own two hands. Like I competed in like one for one, a, like a student grant there where I got to produce and direct my first musical. And like, what? I literally like they paid me. Oh my God. Produce and direct my first musical. I made money doing that. And that is I, wild. It was crazy. And I got to do everything. Like I've, I've made a wig, I've made a puppet, I've stage managed, I've acted, I've done makeup, I've done hair, I've done light design. I've I know how to use QLab. Like I came out of that program having put my hands on almost every aspect of theater. That's amazing. Um, that gives was, you so much really perspective special. as well as education. Like yep. understanding where everybody in the room is coming from. That's part of why I love theater particularly um, mm -hmm. is because it is the ultimate collaborative medium. Like it yeah. is the most, I do believe it's the most collaborative art form um, and you cannot, like, you cannot make theater with one person. You have mm -mm. to have at least two, like bare minimum. <laughs> there has to be at least two people. There's um, so many moving parts, dude. So many. Oh my goodness. That is incredible. I've actually, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm from a program that is very similar, but in California. Okay. I, I love uh, California. would also say that my theater arts degree, um, is from an incredibly underrated program because they were so great. Um, I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. It's kind of mm -hmm. like Beachville, California. That sounds um, nice though. Oh yeah. But the, in the same way, they had a huge priority for us to be uh, well-rounded theater mm -hmm. practitioners. And so um, I remember the first time, like I learned how to use power tools for the first time in stagecraft oh. and use a sewing machine in costume construction um, and all of that doing um, design work, which I really actually excelled in, but I never considered it as an option for me until right. um, they insisted like you need to know uh -huh. all of the parts and have an appreciation for the scope of theater because there's nothing like it artistically like there's nothing like it yeah there's so many moving parts and I think that that's part of the reason why I'm good at what I do is because I have such an understanding of what all the departments need mm -hmm. so it's easier to facilitate that because I understand what it's physically like to do it and the time and how taxing it is you know and that helps me be more compassionate and explain to other people why they need to be more compassionate <laughs> and why they need to get their things in on time because xyz needs six weeks to do what they have to do and they can't do their job until you do yours right so yeah I think that that understanding it's so easy to get caught up in well it needs to be done but not understanding in of how hard it is and how complex it is to get said task done um that is so, so yeah, incredible. I am really grateful that I have that perspective. 
thinking about your history that way and how you pursued different things as, as they came and uh-huh. ate spaghetti off of a wall and <laughs> <laughs> all of that. Sometimes our life can seem like a scrapbook of unrelated items, but they create your life, right? So they, they yeah. are all intrinsically related to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that all being said, I'd be interested in asking, what do you feel has led you down these specific paths? Because even if, you know, you know, you're a theater practitioner, we talk all about specificity all the time. So uh-huh. um, even though they don't seem always related, how do you know, um, what do you feel leads you to the life that you lead? That's kind of kind of funny question. I think I think what's funny about it is I think it's been the easiest question for me to answer. Um, I think all of these things that I've done in my life, I do because of who I am and what I believe in and what my skill set is. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you think about law and all that, like lawyers take theater classes, you know, they um, do? what is what? Yeah. Um, lawyers that um, are going to like present in court hundred percent take theater courses I had no like, idea yeah acting courses pres- like they have to be great at presentation they have to be personable they yeah they take theater courses they take uh public speaking courses they have to be on top of their game in front of an audience and it's fundamentally oh. similar yeah just like how uh, football players take ballet like mm-hmm. you there's just some things that you have to like know how to do that art can really teach you um and I think like you go into teaching, like I like helping people and I like, um, I'm very good at explaining and breaking down things clearly to people. Um, so that would also lend itself to teaching, um, stage management and teaching, directing and teaching. Um, Definitely. So I think that it seems like I've done a bunch of crazy things, but it's all fundamentally coming back to what I want to do, which is help people and what my skill sets are. When you, when you talk about the person you are and your values, my friend, mm-hmm. you are a leader. You are you are a leader. You are a queen. You are a princess. Yeah. You have got not one, but multiple kingdoms. Like you got you got these like, I don't know. If we're gonna because I like visualization. That's part of why we do oh. the whole princess um shebang. So you got all these like kingdoms set up on the same, let's say, continent. So you're mm-hmm. queen of a you're queen of a continent. And everybody must have rose bushes in their yards at all times. <laughs> or else there's a fine. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, I would hope that they would want to. Your leadership is so incredible and natural. I think there's a lot of women, uh, including you, including myself, who are natural leaders. And it's just a part of our personality. It's something that we're born with. And it's not something that we're usually taught to pursue or seek or even um utilize like 100 thinking about what kind of careers you want or anything like that we never really think of our leadership our natural leadership um to be an asset that way so that we don't we don't consider things like oh i'll be a stage manager because i know i'm a really good leader or anything Mm -hmm. like that um so speaking of your kingdom and your mm-hmm. leadership, one, I think okay. that you are like the best person to kick off this podcast. I'm so, so grateful to you. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. I have one more question for you. Uh, right. This is a question I ask all of my guests. Um, but before we do that, where can listeners find you? If they wanted to connect with you, join your kingdom, uh, follow you on social media, where um, where can can we find you? in the ether okay in the ether I love that um if you well first of all I want to say thank you like you also definitely give me like leadership vibes and just like awesome personality and someone you like want to be around um Ah. and I really appreciate I'm like losing my voice (laughs) I appreciate the opportunity to do this I had a lot of fun um but if you do want to try to find me in the ether um my tiktok if you're down for some positivity some laughs and a lot of like you know, queer content. I'm really, I'm really down for the queer content. Um, you can find me at Rose Colored Glasses, but that name in and of itself was taken. So it's X Rose underscore colored underscore glasses X. 
and that is also my Instagram handle. Yep. A little X in the beginning, X at the end, and then just a little underscore in between each word. And if you want to look me up on Facebook, that's where I share a lot of my theater work. It's just Rose Biggerstaff, B as in boy, I-G-G-E-R-S-T-A-F-F. And also, if you want to see the work that I personally create, I have Brown Box Productions on Instagram and also on Facebook. If you find me, Rose Biggerstaff, on Facebook, it'll be really easy to find the Brown Box Productions. <laughs> and yeah, that is that is where I be. Oh, Rose, I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. This is going to be so, so wonderful. Uh, okay, okay, okay. We also didn't even get a chance because we were just talking and having a blast. We didn't even get to talk about the queer content, which I really, really wanted to talk about. Yeah, so you'll just have to come back. You just have to come back. Come on. Yeah, I no. know. We just have so much to talk about you know, um, but if you ever want to come back, you're always welcome here. So, um, yeah, we have like a whole nother page of ideas based on queer content. Cause I really, really want to talk about it anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I would love it. Let's do it. I'm down sick. I can't wait. But before I let you go today, what is one tip that you would like to give us for living our Royal lives? royal lives I would say if it doesn't feel good don't do it and if it feels good run <laughs> towards it full force I think um people spend entirely too much time trying to be what they think they should be and ignoring what they need and I think you know more about what you need than you think you do mm, for sure run towards it if it don't feel good don't Just worry stop. about it it don't it, it it don't really don't matter <laughs> it don't it don't, it don't matter you got oh. you got to take care of yourself. You got to love yourself and you are so valuable. You are so valuable. Thank <laughs> you for being on the show. I had such a great time. I did and too. Have a wonderful show tonight, my friend. Thank you. And there we have it. One interview down. I had so much fun. Isn't Rose the best? She's the best. <laughs> I feel so grateful to know someone like her. My heart is just so full of joy and gratitude for Rose being here and for you being here. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Also, please consider leaving us a five-star review or a review on Apple Podcasts. This will help boost the podcast more than anything else, and it takes two seconds, so that would really, really be appreciated. You will also get a special shout-out on the pod. So if you would be interested in a podcast shout-out, let me know. Write us a review. That would be so incredibly wonderful, uh, and we would not be able to thank you enough. And if you're enjoying the show, please spread the word. The Princess Project podcast is now available on all streaming platforms. So wherever you or your friends like to get their podcasts, you will find the Princess Project podcast there. So please let everyone know. Send out the word that the princesses are about to be heard. We can continue the conversation over on Instagram and TikTok at Princess Project Podcast. And until next time, go on out there and live your royal life. Toodaloo!